here we are, after more than a month of pause. It was not planned, simply happened. Italy was put in lockdown to fight the spread of coronavirus, and we've been sheltering at home for about 30 days now. We are extremely lucky as we live in a small village in the countryside, so we have the chance to spend time outside, taking care of the garden, walking, or even just sitting in the sun. I've been cooking a lot, more than the usual, and mind you, I used to spend so much time in the kitchen. With no more cooking classes and far less assignments for food photography or recipe development, I've been cooking mainly for us, often three times a day, testing new recipes, working on old ones, sharing this food on the blog and on social media. I had to adjust my recipes to what was available, relying mainly on pantry ingredients, using every single leftover, as if I usually hate throwing away food, now, more than ever, I consider a moral responsibility not to waste. Finding solace in the kitchen, once more, once again, I start reflecting on what is comfort food for me. And this brought to today's episode, where I'll also be talking with many friends from all over the world. As if food brings people together, now, more than ever, it makes us feel closer. Even just talking about it, dreaming about the moment, when we'll be able to share the same table again. Before the new episode, I would love to thank you for the precious support and all the love you show us, sharing, reviewing, and trying the recipes we mention in each episode. I know you're super busy, so if you don't want to miss an episode, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast, and share cooking with an Italian accent with your friends, If you like this show and you are listening to this podcast on an Apple device, please consider rating and reviewing the show. How to do it is very simple and straightforward. Open the podcast app, click on our podcast and scroll to the bottom to the podcast main page. There you can rate and review the show. This will help us enormously to be more visible so that new people can discover us and share the same passion for Italian food. Last but not least, remember that you will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in the episode show notes. And don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start! Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia and I'm a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now through my cookbooks and my blog, juleskitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia and you are listening to Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 34. Today's theme is comfort food. I'd like to mention two different kinds of comfort food. On one side, there's the food that gives me comfort and pleasure when I eat it, like pappa al pomodoro. On the other side, the many foods that give me solace and respite from the news, from heavy thoughts, from comparison, when I cook them. Just think about bread. 
But let's start with the most classical meaning a comfort food. A food that makes you feel better when you eat it. I used to think that comfort food would be mainly food from my childhood, as you often link a feeling of comfort to your first years. Food as safety, love, hugs, someone taking care of you. With a comfort food, you always know what to expect. Their flavor, the reassuring smell wafting invitingly from the kitchen, saying, you're home, you're safe now. Well, my favorite comfort food is not something belonging to my childhood memories. Pappa al pomodoro is comforting from its very name. Pappa is a word that we use to refer to baby food or to pet food. It reminds of comfort in a bowl, uncomplicated food, something that nurtures you. Pappa al pomodoro is my ideal comfort food, not because it is related to childhood memories. Actually, The first time I ate this classical Tuscan dish, I was almost 30, and I didn't like it. It was smushy, to say the least, and not especially flavorful. But that was my first attempt. I've been working on this recipe for years, mixing Florentine and Sinese influences, weaving them with my grandma's stories and with my personal taste. A few years ago, I reached the texture and the flavor I was aiming for. A velvety, thick soup, mildly garlicky, with an intense basil flavor, rich thanks to the olive oil poured generously on top of the soup, and with the summer taste of fresh tomatoes. That was my papal pomodoro. It gave me so much comfort, probably because the dish was built both on tradition and on my taste. And from that moment on, It became my comfort food, the first food I associate to the word comfort. And now, if I had to be honest, I'm salivating at the mere thought of it. Rice pudding, riso al latte, is another comfort food that belongs to my adult life, or I better say, to my life as a blogger, when I discovered I could make from scratch so many recipes that I used to buy from supermarkets. Rice pudding is one of these recipes. I used to buy it from the refrigerated shelf. It was creamy, of course, but cold, sickly sweet. Then I made my first riso al latte, mixing two of the most basic ingredients you always have at home, white rice and milk, with a pinch of sugar, the occasional cinnamon or vanilla, and I was transported to a childhood comfort food. It didn't belong to my childhood, but to an archetypical idea of childhood. The fact that you could eat it warm, from a bowl, with a spoon, just added to my personal idea of comfort. Another comfort food that recently came to my mind is my mom's polpettine di pollo e patate, tiny meatballs made with ground chicken breast, boiled potatoes and grated parmigiano-reggiano. These bring me comfort because I associate them to a happy moment in my life. Oh well, let's be honest. I've had a happy, serene life. This is just one of those moments. My sister was just a few years old and extremely picky. And my mom would cook these chicken meatballs for her as they were simple, highly nutritious and well, white. 
one of those foods children would easily eat. I was a teenager, but I would share the same food with Claudia. I could eat a dozen of these meatballs, cooked in a very peculiar way, which is steamed onto a ceramic plate, al piatto, my mom would say. I made them again a few weeks ago, and it was like a warm hug coming from the past. Why are they comforting to me? Because this is the best example of simple, nutritious food. Because when I eat them, even if it is me who prepared them earlier, it's like having someone taking care of me. Comfort food is plain boiled white rice, served slightly soupy with pieces of mozzarella that melt and string when you eat it with a spoon. I perfectly know why this is comfort food. Because every time I was not feeling well, every time I would come home with a cold, every time I was feeling blue, my mom would say, stasera riso bianco, ti scalda lo stomachino. Tonight, white rice, to warm up your stomach. Well, it still works. On the same level, I would put our afternoon tea, share with my mom, dunking a couple of biscuits in it. That was a comfort food because it was a reliable ritual. Come rain or shine, at 5 p.m. sharp, we would drink our tea. Always the same brand, always a squeeze of lemon in it. It washed away my teenage blues, it was a welcome break during homeworks, it is still a moment when we can chit-chat freely. You can count on it, as you should be able to count on your mum. These are foods that give me comfort when I eat them. Even better if there's someone cooking them for me. Well, except my papa al pomodoro. I'm very hard to please when it comes to it. Then there's the food that gives me comfort in the moment when I'm in the kitchen preparing it. Chopping, mixing, kneading or baking. Sometimes this comfort is given by the tactile sensations I feel when I make it. Kneading bread is one example especially when the dough is soft, we're rising, and I'm shaping it with delicate but firm movements. The same can be said for the hypnotical stirring of a risotto, where the comfort comes from a multitude of factors. The smell of onion gently frying in butter, the mechanical stirring that frees your mind, the creamy texture of risotto when every single grain of rice swells, soaking up the stock. I find more pleasure in preparing one of these foods than in eating it, because it's the gestures more than the food that bring me comfort. This reminds me of a quote from the movie Julie and Julia, when Julie Powell says to her husband, you know what I love about cooking? I love that after a day when nothing is sure, and when I say nothing, I mean nothing, you can come home and absolutely know that if you add egg yolks to chocolate and sugar and milk, it will get thick. That's such a comfort. Isn't this the best reason to consider food a comfort? I think comfort food is also extremely influenced by culture, as often we tend to consider comforting what we know better. That's why I asked a few friends from all over the world to share with us which is their favorite comfort food. It will be like traveling from country to country through the best and most comforting foods. Get ready to be hungry. 
you will find all the contacts of the people interviewed in this episode show notes, along with the recipes of my comfort food. So if you are still curious about their favorite comfort food, you can contact them directly. Hi, Julia. Thanks for inviting us to participate in your podcast on comfort food. This is Billy, and along with my sister Helen, we run a Greek food blog called Mia Kupa, where we primarily share traditional Greek recipes. Helen would say that her ideal comfort food is our parents' recipe for roasted chicken and lemon potatoes. For me, it's definitely our mom's rice pudding. The reasons are simple. Yes, both of these recipes are delicious, but more importantly, they are laden with memories. Images of our mother serving these dishes when we were children, the smell of them cooking, the sense of love in every bite. If we close our eyes and imagine, we can practically taste the food in our mouths. Comfort food warms the soul and transports you to a place of peace and security. The food itself is less important than the meaning it holds and what it represents. And as we've said before, nostalgia is very, very delicious. Thanks, Julia. Be well. Hi, Julia. Thank you for asking me. And I'm really pleased to uh, be back in your podcast. And yes, regarding comfort food, um, I have several of them. But there's one I always do when I'm like stuck and I don't know what to eat and I want a quick lunch or a quick fix for lunch or um, I having, I'm having an aperitivo with friends or uh, an improvised dinner, for example. And that's hummus. Hummus is really one of my favorite uh, comfort foods because it's easy, it's really quick to make. And I always have chickpeas, um, both canned uh, or um, already cooked and freezed. So um, I usually prefer to use the canned ones because I think the uh, water of the water you find in the canned chickpeas it's much better to achieve the right texture for hummus. So what I basically do, I take um, usually two cans of uh, chickpeas. Uh, For one of them, I throw away the water and I keep uh, the water uh, of the other one. And so then I add uh, one lemon and a half, squeezed, uh, some cumin seeds and... Sometimes I also add some smoked paprika. Then I add, of course, tahini, which is one of my favorite things (laughs) in the world. I use a lot of it. And then I just mix everything in my super blender. And that's it. And I just put it in a a dish, in in a shallow dish. And I just pour some olive oil on the surface. And sometimes I add spices like sumac or herbs like oregano or pepper or whatever. But it's just delicious as as it is, you know, plain. And um, one of my favorite things, actually, when I don't want to uh, spend much time cooking is uh taking some wrap like piadina or some slices of bread and spread some hummus on it and top it with some uh, freshly scooped avocado or 
and just uh, add some salt and uh, lemon juice or Tabasco or top it with some fresh ricotta or with uh, dried tomatoes. It's so versatile. You can do basically anything with it. And my daughters, uh, both of them, uh, love it too. So really, it's something easy, family-friendly, very delicious and very quick to make. Hi, Julia. To answer to your question, to me, especially now that I live in the UK, far away from my family in Romania, comfort food is the food that keeps me connected with our traditions. This is what it means to me, family and traditions. It is the food that brings back memories of me helping mum in the kitchen, simmering stock, chopping vegetables, making tarama, making mayo, or of all of us eating together. I also associate comfort food with returning home from a trip or a difficult day at school or a tough exam My mum always made me something special, she used to say, and this meant she cooked just for me my favourite dishes. And one of these dishes was a Romanian borscht with meatballs. It's not heavy like you would expect from comfort food. It is a well-balanced dish. It's sharp from the borscht and is rich from the pork meatballs. We add lovage to it just before serving, which adds the aromas of fresh herbs. And lovage has that very nice live celery scent. It was her way to be there for me, showing her love and support. And this dish is very special. And I included it in my book, Carpathia, Food from the Heart of Romania. This dish is comforting, rich and welcoming. And even now when I cook it, and when I cook all my comfort food, I know that everything is going to be okay. Ciao, Julia. I am currently a stay-at-home mom. I live in Connecticut, Northeast US. I am originally from India and my Instagram handle is AshaFSK. Um, I have, over time, uh, been different things. uh, And with all of those different lives I've led from being an you know, just a child growing up in India to having moved to the US and working in the international finance system to then becoming a food blogger and now a stay-at-home mom. I think some of my tastes have changed over time. But if I think back, no matter when, when I've needed comfort or when I've felt a little down, I've always gone back to uh, my roots. And it's interesting, especially because During my pregnancy, I had this very strong craving to go back to very simple Indian food, the kind of food that I grew up with, which was mostly vegetarian, even though we were meat eaters, it just was something that we, the way we ate was mostly vegetarian six days a week and one day a week we ate meat. So when I think about it, it's it's the solid food uh, that was healthy, it was light and was felt so good to just eat. So even today, if I wanted to just feel cozy and comforting, I would make some rice um, and it's a very simple dal and uh, the easiest uh, vegetable dish, which is actually a potato fry, which is boiled potatoes, which are um, stir fried with some mild spices. And that's it. And uh, of course, I would have that with a lot of ghee because the ghee just adds the, 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 the softness and the roundness. 
and if you actually break it down, that is a very well-balanced meal. There's enough carb, fat and protein from the lentils, um, the vegetables, the potato has, uh, again, starch and carb. And the rice, of course, good. Everything, you know, it's it's in equal proportion. So it, it's a good, solid meal and it was always very comforting. Um, and I still make that. And as it happens, even my daughter loves it. So it's it's become something that I make now if we just have nothing to yeah, nothing else that I can think of or if we, any of us is feeling a little down, we all love it. Um, so that's my comfort meal. Hi guys, my name is Ernie. I'm originally from Indonesia. I'm a yoga teacher. I've been calling Italy home for over three years now. I'm in Florence. And when Julia asked me to participate in this project, I'm pretty excited to talk about comfort food. What we really need right now in Italy, comfort. Anyway, I will say eggs. Egg has always been a staple in my mom's kitchen. Whenever she didn't know what to cook for lunch or dinner, she would say, let's fry some eggs. And we will eat it with a plate of rice and We'll add drizzles of ketchup manis, or English is um, sweet soy sauce. And from then it has also become a habit, having eggs all the time in my fridge. I will fry the egg to go with my toast. I will cook eggs with some caramelized onions to eat it with rice. And now in Italy I will add eggs with cavolonero, Tuscan kale, with asparagus, spinach, you name it. For me, it's such an easy way to get your protein and just to feel full. So thank you for listening and I'm curious to hear what's everyone's comfort food. Ciao. Hi, I'm Jenny Linford. I'm a food writer. You can find me on Instagram at jlinford and on Twitter at Jenny Linford. Comfort food is a subject close to my heart. Um, I think that for me, there's sort of a simplicity about it. You don't really find something too complex comforting. But actually, I also think that comfort food is subjective. It's actually not about the physical food or what it tastes like or the textures. It's about what it means to you. And for me, one of the comfort foods that I treasure is from my childhood in Singapore. I was born in London to an English father and a Singaporean mother. And I lived in Singapore from four to eight. And one of the foods that I ate there as a child is called Hainanese chicken rice, which is considered one of the classic dishes of Singapore. Uh, it's a very sort of beautiful, simple dish. It's poached chicken sliced across with a cleaver, rice that's cooked in stock made from the chicken, served with a little bowl of chicken broth made from the chicken stock, and a chilli dipping sauce, chilli and ginger, and sliced cucumber. So not complex but there's something incredibly satisfying about it and for me that is sort of quintessential comfort food that brings back memories of my childhood and I think that's another aspect about comfort food is that it draws on your past the most deep-rooted comfort foods are from your past. Ciao Julia my name is Sharka I'm a food photographer you can find me on Instagram as Sarka Babika I grew up in the Czech Republic, but I'm not a big fan of Czech cuisine as our traditional food is quite heavy and mostly meat-based. 
There are, however, a few dishes that I love and consider my comfort food. My favorite dish actually comes from Slovakia, where my grandfather is from. It's called halushki. Halushki are kind of small potato dumplings, similar to gnocchi, just much, much smaller. They are boiled in water and mixed with fried cubes of lard and fresh sheep cheese called brinza. Brinza has a very typical strong flavor. It's really, really nice cheese. Altogether, it's a perfect comfort food. Creamy, rich, naughty. It brings back memories and makes me feel very, very happy every time I eat. I get so full every time I eat halushki from my grandmother, who makes the best one. My name is Juliana Lopez May. I'm from Buenos Aires, Argentina. I'm a chef, a cuoca. Um, and my ideal of a comfort food meal is everything that comes together with family and friends. We have this typical asado that we eat on Saturday or Sunday midday um, that it's made 100% of different type of meat and lots of vegetables grilled on the parrilla. We also have different type of cheese with criolla or chimichurri sauce. And my ideal is to have all together while you cooked, you are with your friends, speaking, talking, laughing, having maybe a red wine. And that for me is a typical comfort food. Bye. To end this episode, I also contacted Costanza, an Italian nutritionist living and working in London, that I really admire. I had the feeling that comfort food is associated too often to guilty pleasures. So I wanted to hear from an expert which was their idea on this team. Hi, my name is Costanza and I'm a nutritionist based in London. So my focus are nutrition consultations and writing. And what I do is I try to debunk food and diet myths with a good base of nutrition education. So you can find more about me on Instagram at costnutritionist or on my website www.costnutritionist.com. So the topic of comfort food is really close to me. I firmly support the Mediterranean diet and so it's natural for me to think of food as more than just fuel. Food is a social construct, a childhood memory, a holiday experience and even comfort. So saying that we eat to stay alive is oversimplifying a whole lifestyle. What I think is extremely interesting is that comfort food is more than a craving. So, for example, the reason that we crave carbohydrates is because they can increase our brain production of the hormone serotonin, which is our good mood hormone. So it might be that our brain is actually craving carbohydrate-rich foods in the attempt to boost our mood, maybe after a long day. Another reason is that we link foods with specific memories. So eating something that reminds us of a good day, so a Sunday lunch or a summer evening can help boost our mood by recovering the feelings that are linked to happy food. Some people think that in a healthy diet we should resist this craving, but this is, I think, completely wrong. Because we mostly crave carbohydrate, the key to stop defining comfort food as junk food is just to take a step back and to give up the thought that all carbs are unhealthy. They are our body's main sources of energy and they can be comforting. So comfort food is not something to be avoided if we're trying to have a healthy diet. 
think of our childhood meals. So even family meals that we used to eat as children might be a go-to after a bad day, even the veggies. And there is nothing wrong with a meal that feels a little more indulgent on a sad day. So no one wants plain salad after a breakup or a hard day at work. I also think that comfort food is a simple pleasure rather than a guilty pleasure. Craving comfort food comes from being in tune with our body and our psychological needs, which is actually really healthy, so we should not feel guilty about this. If I think of my definition of comfort food, I think of a creamy chickpea soup with garlic and rosemary, some chili flakes and a big lug of good olive oil, maybe with short pasta tubes or good bread. This is a meal that I used to have always as a child and I still have when I go back to Rome to see my family and at home constantly. So the comfort for me is the flavour, the texture, just really creamy with a few chickpeas left whole. But also the feeling I have after eating it is that good familiar feeling of being satisfied but not stuffed. Mostly for me the comfort is the memory of making it with my mum. So being sent in the garden to get some rosemary and then cooking it together. So food can and really should be comforting. Well, I hope this episode brought you some comfort. It surely worked for me, as now I have a long list of comfort foods to cook for the next days. If you want to share your favorite comfort food at the end of this conversation, share it on Instagram using the hashtag cookingwithamilianaccent and tagging Jules Kitchen. This is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with Antilian Accent. If you have questions about Italian and Tuscan cooking, just email me at jules at juleskitchen.com or join our Facebook group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast and share it with your friends too. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in this episode's show notes. Don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. Ciao!